Welcome back to the Anxious Tradeswoman podcast, where I, your host, Louise, as a party, share what I've learned through the years, through the tears, so you don't have to. This is episode 31. Sorry, just to acknowledge that every time I the number gets higher and higher, I'm like, oh my god, I've recorded 31 episodes of a podcast that didn't exist six months ago, but anyway. So this episode is episode 31. And it's going to be all about stretch goals or growth goals. In the last episode, we talked about the research season. So the research season is something you can do when you're feeling a little bit lost. And if you are feeling a little bit lost, go back and listen to that episode before listening to stretch goals. Uh, This episode is sponsored by J9 and I'll talk a little bit more about them later on. So stretch goals is in the name. Stretch goals, a goal that stretches yourself. It can be in your personal life, your professional life, you know, wherever you want it to be. And this is something that we haven't done before or doing more of what we are doing now or going and changing directions entirely. These can be things that feel really uncomfortable. And the thing is about things that feel really uncomfortable, sometimes, you know, you know, we've just gone through the new year, so it's all been like, woohoo, what's your goals on social media and whatever. And to be honest, I've been guilty. I've done it as well. I tried to be really honest about my process. But with these stretch goals, they can, putting them into practice, like saying them out loud can be like, oh my God, I'm going to exercise five times a week. And, you know, going from not exercising at all, or oh my God, I'm going to be able to run a mile. That A mile, I don't even use that. I'm not even in America. But I'm going to be able to run this certain distance. I know nothing about running. Running is not my thing. Um, I'm going to start a business in this. I am going to save up X amount of money. I am going to be able to do this specific task at work that is like super high or I'm going to do this big project that I've never done before. These kind of stretch goals. The thing is, saying them can feel amazing, like, yeah, I'm going to do this and we can be like empowered about it. But when it comes to the little steps, the 1% of the time, the step by step to get there, that can be really uncomfortable. And sometimes your brain literally has no idea, no information, no resources on how to get from here to the top of this mountain of this stretch goal that you want to get to. Now, there's like lots and lots of different ways to set goals. You know, there's SMART goals, which is, um, let me see if I can remember the SMART goals are specific, S-M, measurable, A, achievable, SMART, achievable, SMART, how do you spell S-M-A-R-R, achievable, reasonable no there's something else ah and then timed for t sorry i just totally butchered that forgive myself for the last 30 seconds of that recording but anyway so smart goals um really for me the main thing is to have a plan you know whatever method you follow whatever you time it you you set a date whatever you have to have the step by step to get there and sometimes you have to recognize that you only have the first step The first step is to find out what you need to do to get there sometimes. 
um, if you haven't come from this research stage where you might have more information on that. So with your goal, you want to make sure that you set it. You can pick a date. You can work backwards from a date or you can work forwards to a date. So say if it's one that is set for you is, say, getting a qualification. You know, it takes this amount of time to get a qualification for an apprenticeship, for a trade, four years in Australia. I think in the US it might be five years depending on what trade. You know, that's a set amount of time. And let's just use that apprenticeship example. Like it's a massive goal to learn a whole skill, a whole trade, a whole industry, you know, and they give you four years to do it. And in your first year, you do a certain amount of things. And then in your second year, and this is a pretty structured way of achieving the goal of being qualified. And there's a process, you know, these are the tasks you need to be able to do in your first year. And then you build on those tasks in your second year. And then you build on them even more in your third year. And you should be doing them all on your own by your fourth year. And then you're qualified. So we can actually take that apprenticeship model and put it into anything. You can be doing, I like to refer to learning stages as apprenticeships. Like I'm doing my, when I was going through all the, like the relationship and learning how to do relationships and boys and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, he was just part of my apprenticeship and relationships, um, which sounds stupid, but it's a really good way to look at it lightheartedly doing your I say I'm doing my apprenticeship in being a business owner and it just makes it like I'm learning an apprenticeship is learning and that's something that I really like to embrace especially you know doing an apprenticeship in mechanical physically doing it Um, it's something that I use to take pressure off myself when I'm learning something when you're starting on this process you need to make sure you have something that takes the pressure off the process otherwise if there's too much pressure you don't start, you don't do it, you go and have a nap instead or you buffer with something or you forget about it and you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh, I didn't even do that, let's reset that goal for this year and pretend we're going to do it again. But we're not pretending here, we're not pretending here. Okay, I probably should have wrote a list and structured this a bit better, but anyway, this is the unstructured part of my life (laughs) at the moment. So we want to set our goal. We just want to name it. We want to put a title on it. We want to know where we're getting to. Do we want to be qualified? Do we want to get into a different career position? Do we want to move up a level on the management ladder? What is that goal and what does it look like? All right. And then we want to time it somehow. So we can either move, like work backwards and work out what we need to do and by when to get it done by a certain time. So say if you want to achieve a goal of getting into a job position that is different by the end of this year, um, so say December 2024, you want to be in a different role entirely, and you know what role that is, you can work backwards from that. Okay, to be in this new role by this time, okay, I'm going to – you do the maths. I'm going to need to give this much amount of notice – I am, it's going to take this much amount of time to swap over jobs. Um, You might have to do a qualification to get to the next level. How long is it going to take you to do that qualification? So then when do you need to start that qualification? So you can work backwards from that way. Or you can flip it and say, okay, I eventually want to end up in another job and I know I want it to be soon. Okay, so to get that job, I need to do a qualification. That qualification takes six months. And then from six months, then it's going to take a few weeks to get my certificate. And once I get my certificate, then I'll be able to start applying for jobs. And then it should take two months 
for the application process to go through and then the interview process. And then about a month after that, I should be starting in the job. So you can do it that way as well. You Another way that I like to do it as well, when we are in trades, often we want to get quicker at our job times. And I really like this goal because you might be in a stage where you don't want to push in your career, you don't want to push in life, but you really want to be the best trades person you can be. So working on your job times is something that you can do to motivate yourself within the career and be better at the career that you're already doing. Obviously, we don't want to get rid of the quality of our work. So there's that quality time and quality kind of equation that you can either be working out on this process or you know what it is. So say if you're, and especially if you're a first year apprentice, this is a good one to do on apprentice in general because often we're learning something new and it takes us a while to do it and we want to get quicker. Now we're going to use a completely basic example. Often I go back to mechanical. So let's talk engine servicing. All right. So depending on where you're doing and what type of engines you're working on, where I was working, it was like ideal for you to do an engine service in two hours from bringing the truck in, plugging in, um, pulling filters off, checking part numbers, getting parts, putting them on, filling oil, going washing, doing all your inspection, washing the truck, paperwork done, two hours, right? But as an apprentice, like right at the beginning, sometimes it will take you all day because you were trying to work out how to use the tools and you couldn't, your body was feeling really awkward and you needed to get this filter off and you'd never done it before in this position. So you're working how to, how to put your hands and the best tool to use and you got your part numbers mixed up and so that took you a bit longer, like... So say if you started at this point where something would take you a whole day, so eight hours, and you wanted to get it down, by December of 2024, you wanted to get that down to two hours. Obviously, that doesn't happen overnight, and sometimes we end up bullying ourselves because we expect it to happen overnight. Okay, now I know I'm going to do it in two hours tomorrow. From eight hours to two hours, that is like four times quicker. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I haven't really seen it done too many times. And personally, I can't do it. So we can literally break this down into 15-minute increments. So when I'm recording this and when you're gonna, when it comes out, it's going to be January, right? So between January and December, let's just use the months in the middle. So you've got 10 months, right, to get from a task that, a task that, you, that takes you one day, you want it to take you two hours. So actually, I'm going to write this down and do this math while I talk through it. I probably should have prepared this earlier. Okay, so we want to cut six hours time off that. It'll probably be really good to hear the process anyway, so then you can apply this to whatever you want. And this is literally what I do with my goals, with my money goals as well. So then you can say this is the amount that I want and then you divide it to like how much you need to save each week or each fortnight or each month. So we want to take six hours off our job time and let's say we lose them four weeks at the beginning, four weeks at the end weeks 52 weeks in a year so we want to do it in 10 months because we're going to start in february and we're going to be there by december by the first of december so we take off eight weeks so we have 44 weeks right so we want to take off six hours so let's work in 15 minute increments all right so six times four because there is 14 increments four 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 15-minute increments in an hour, and then we've got six hours. So that's 24, right? 
So this actually gives us time to play with, right? If we try and cut 15 minutes off the task each week, then we will be done in 24 weeks and we have given ourselves 44 weeks. So that gives us some time to have a bit of a regression as well because often we can like be building up and then we might have a dip in our confidence and we want to solidify those times. So especially at the beginning, you might need to give yourself a bit more grace and it might take you maybe two weeks to cut that 15 minutes off. And then as you get quicker and quicker. So by having the goal, so we have the goal of doing something four times faster, but we're working on doing it 15 minutes quicker each week, which is possible. It doesn't seem so overwhelming and we can stretch that. Like doing something four times faster is an amazing like achievement. So we want to break it down into something that is possible. It's kind of like... You know, I don't know, I'm, I've been a dancer like my whole life kind of thing. Not, not well, but for fun. Um, I've actually taken a year off, which I need to get back into that. But it's like doing stretching to get your splits or to get some specific movement or, you know, going to the gym. You don't go from lifting 10 kilos to lifting 40 kilos in one day. You go 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and you work on it over time. That's what you do. And with getting quicker at things you work on them over time we're saving money you work on it over time as well like if you have a car that you want to get it's really good to you know you have this dream car in mind and you've got an image of the car but it's really good to look at it and get specific get the amount so okay I was actually doing this last night as well looking at cars and thinking okay I don't I can't get the car right now but I need to know for myself what amount of money I'm working towards so then I can work towards it and do the math backwards. How much do I need to save each week to get this amount by this time? Or, you know, working the other way, I want to get this amount of money and this is only how much I can save each week. When could I get the car? So going that way as well. So these stretch goals, they're going to help us achieve amazing things. And, you know, doing it in qualifications as well, if you're trying to get a diploma or if you're trying to get if you need to get into uni to do something that you want to do into university and you need to tick like five or six boxes before you get into there because you're a mature age student or you didn't get a school that you needed, then you can break that into step by step to get to that point, to get that qualification. Without these step by step processes that we can create for ourselves, a lot of these goals don't get any momentum because they feel too overwhelming and big but when you break it down step by step it is very possible it can be very simple when you break it down step by step like doing something six hours quicker than you're doing it now it seems like like how like you how is that even possible but when we broke it down into, you know, if we make it 15 minutes quicker each week, then in 24 weeks, how much is 24 weeks? How many months is that? That's six months. In six months, we'll, in six months, we'll be there. And going into each week with 15 minutes quicker seems reasonable. It doesn't seem overwhelming. You know, and if it does seem overwhelming, then make it 10 minutes quicker. Make it five minutes quicker. Make it two minutes quicker. You know? If you make something two minutes quicker every day 
in 30 days, you'll be an hour quicker. When, so listening to, I got this like 1% concept of Cara Lowenthal and the Unfuck Your Brain podcast, which is something that I reference here a few, I've referenced a few times, but it's the first time I heard of that concept and it literally blew my mind. I was like, I can achieve anything 1% at a time. And you really can. Okay. Thank you for putting up with <laughs> with this ramble about stretch goals. I hope – I'm sorry, I'm coming off holidays. I am coming out of a depressive episode. So we are letting loose of all expectations and reality of anything that can stop me from putting this podcast out, which is preparing. Um, so I literally just have the titles here and the ideas in my head. And I hope you are getting – value out of it I really enjoy sharing this content this stuff that I learned through professional development and making it a bit tradified okay so let's go into this episode sponsor so this episode sponsor is J9 J9 is a period web they're an online shop for all your period needs so your menstrual cycle stuff You've got your basics, your tampon, your pad. They've got really nice, like, organic, locally made kind of stuff if you're going that way. They've got all your extra bits and pieces to help you with endo, with PCOS, um, and comfort items as well. So I do have a discount code for 10% off your first purchase. It's Louise10, and I will put the link in the description of the podcast as well. They are based in Queensland, so if you're Australian, they are local to us. And Janine, who's the lady who runs the business, is amazing and she struggles with PCOS and endo herself. Um, So she's pretty much been like, I need a one-stop shop for all the things that I need. And so does every other menstruating person on the world. So here it is. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. Please, if you could like and subscribe, share, it would be amazing to get this out to as many people as possible. My stretch goal for the podcast is to get it to 10,000 downloads in 2024. And, you know, it's not just a number to me. It is, I actually have to work out how many people per episode listening it is for that number. But it's about the amount of humans that will get this information in their ears, helping them to achieve what they want to achieve and not letting society's bullshit get in the way. So if you could please like, subscribe, share to help me achieve my goal, then I would love to help you achieve your goals. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching and you think I'm the coach for you, please, you can contact me um, on my Instagram at louiseasapartycoaching find me on Facebook Um, you can comment on this podcast and I can contact you Um, but thank you guys for listening on and coming on this ride with me I will see you in the next episode